If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Hopeful Hints, hosted by Dr. Tara, guides and supports those on the often challenging and isolating journey of women's health concerns and infertility. There's a particularly powerful episode that you should check out called All Things Endometriosis, which dives deep into understanding the condition to help the many women who suffer from endometriosis and have no idea they have it, and healthcare providers who are uneducated about it, making the diagnosis process so difficult. Check out Hopeful Hints on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, empowering nurses to manage stressors so they can intentionally reconnect with their purpose, optimize their wellness, and ultimately show up in the world the way they want to be seen. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Wendy Garvin-Mayo, your stress solution strategist. In this podcast, you'll receive actionable stress management tips, insightful interviews, and strategies that focus on inspiring you to be your best, do your best, and give your best. With that, let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Nurse Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Garvin-Mayo. In celebration of Nurses Month, we are kicking off our From Bedside to Non-Traditional Nursing Roles series by interviewing Michelle Green Rhodes. Michelle is the CEO of Our Enterprise Academy, international speaker, an eight-time author who has a rich experience of 24 years in healthcare and registered nursing. Michelle is a certified executive coach, certified mentor who has completed both the Well Coaches and Veterans Florida Entrepreneurship Programs, which is why she can provide her clients with a nurse professional perspective, inspired by her passion to help people realize their dreams and pursue bigger goals. Michelle founded Our Enterprise, where she offers personal development programs for nurses with the vision to create a national tribe of nurse entrepreneurs who coach, train, speak, and write. All right. Welcome, Michelle, to the Nurse Wellness Podcast. I am so excited that you are here because you are doing some amazing things in the field. So can you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and what inspired your nursing career? Sure. Thank you, Wendy. I appreciate you for having me first and foremost. I'm I'm excited to be here and just um, share a little bit about myself and to support your podcast. So thank you for for doing this and thank you for sharing wellness, you know, with nurses. I appreciate you. 23 years as a registered nurse um, so far, and I've loved it. It has been a really great journey for me. Um, My my passion and my niche has been in, in managed care. Uh, for most of those years, whether that might have been, of course, case management is usually the first place you think of. And um, that actually moved us, moved me into a utilization review path, a care coordination path, a care management path, a little bit of that. Um, and then actually my very last two positions were population health and then population health manager. And that, that is where my last two positions were in population health and then population health management. And that's where I decided to venture into entrepreneurship a little bit after that. Great. Can you tell us what 
made you pivot into entrepreneurship? Because I know you are the founder and CEO of our enterprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really initially started off where I had a light bulb moment of me really enjoying managed care and saying, you're really good at this, Michelle. Why not consult yourself out? So that was really my initial thought was just to wrap up all of the knowledge I had done at, at that point, realizing that I really enjoyed it and and wanted to just market myself uh, health plans, say on a healthcare spend through different programming that found me really enjoying writing uh, programs and um, how to maximize care programs while different types of care programs. So that was my initial thought. I don't think I really ever got to that point because as soon as I shared with the world and started um, my business, a lot of my nurse friends kind of wanted to come with me and find out what was it on. Cause at that time it really wasn't as popular entrepreneurship to me in my eyes as it is now. There were a few nurses who had businesses, but you know, it wasn't a big widespread thing as, as to, I feel like now you see a lot of nurses have really taken um, entrepreneurship under their wing and exploring it and even launching their own businesses. So uh, at that time it wasn't a lot of help. And so I kind of pulled in the direction of share with us your journey, what tell us what you're doing, what does this look like, how do you do it, all those things. And so okay, I ended up writing nice. an ebook nice. just to say, hey, learn it this way. Yeah. And that ebook turned into a, a nine, my first book book, which is still my personal bestseller. And now it's eight books later. So yeah, there's a whole journey into that. <laughs> nice. And what's the title of that book? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's called Our Enterprise. Uh, take your nursing knowledge and emerge with an entrepreneurial passion in 90 days. Sounds like a good book to have to me. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I still go. Every time I get a royalty check from Amazon, it's still the best one selling. I'm like, wow, this I never thought. Well, here we are almost five years later. It's still um, still selling. So, yeah. That's awesome. And you are an enterprise. What do you offer? How do you help nurses? launch into their own uh, entrepreneurial career. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it really started off in that particular brand. Our enterprise Academy is a startup Academy. It is just to introduce, or I see myself as the person who helps the transition of the nurse from being bedside and knowing clinical where, Hey, I'm going to transition. So that transition is the core piece into entrepreneurship and what does it mean to start a business and how does that look and what's the process? So we literally start from scratch with nothing uh, where it starts. If you read the book, hey, it's like how to choose a business name, how to open a business bank account, how to get an EIN number. We literally start just from scratch and then we move into branding. What does a marketing plan look like? What does a business plan look like? Excuse me, what does sales look like? And so it's just building brick by brick the the nurse where they can leave in 90 days with that with that passion like I can do this I understand business and I'm comfortable to go out and expand my business now I know you've been doing great things because you've been awarded you received multiple accolades um, you were nurse entrepreneur of the year in 2020 talk to us a little bit about that because 2020 was a hard year for nurses all around the globe but talk to us about being awarded. Nurse Entrepreneur of the Year. Wow. <laughs> I would have never thought I put it that way. It was totally um, a surprise for me. And I will say there was a, in 2019, Florida Nurses Association, there was a award, a smaller award for the state 
nurse entrepreneur icon, something like that. And I don't know if people saw that. They probably saw some of that on social media. And I think it got like eyes on my brand. Um, and then from there, probably, oh gosh, it seemed like about a year later, I would say um, another nurses association up in New York taking notice and said, we've noticed what you've been doing. We've watched you since the FA. And I was like, oh, wow. I had no idea that the Florida Nurses Association noticed it. And I think because of social media, the New York, another type of nurses association in New York saw that and I was nominated. So, and it came from a person that, you know, I helped start a business probably years before that. So it just shows you the value of relationships. Absolutely. And I know you recently just launched your magazine, The Color of Wellness. Can you tell us what inspired you to start this magazine, the magazine that everyone should subscribe to? (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for being a subscriber, by the way. Let's start there. (laughs) And I mean, like, subscriber number two. But no, I really, the magazine was born out of COVID sitting here, working at home, doing, running the business, but thinking about all of the African-American people that were dying. We were really started with COVID. It was just a massive, huge rate of, of more two to three times higher. And so I just began to think, what can I do? What can I do <laughs> sitting at home? Like I felt kind of helpless. Um, and just a long story short, I just put my self-publishing skills to work. Um, like I mentioned, I, that one book turned into eight books and I had helped so many nurses write over the years. And I said, you know what? Cause I had, actually was already thinking of a magazine anyway. I just didn't know when. And I felt like the Lord said it's time. So I began to put all the resources, everything I learned together, get some mentoring on the magazine and the rest is history. It's been a historical magazine. Yes, it has. I look forward to my uh, monthly issue. <laughs> <laughs> Such great tips. You can take action and it's all around wellness. So I, I love it. And it's Black nurses, all Black yeah. nurses, right? In the magazine. So that that's awesome. Yes, yes, we're proud of it. And uh, yeah, your magazine should be in route. So it, they were sent out yesterday. <laughs> yes, no, awesome. Now, can you talk to me a little bit about the health disparities with COVID-19 and what's your take on that, especially, you know, with your background? Um, what's your take on these health disparities with COVID and just health in general, health in America? Well, that's where it starts. It starts with just the general health. It starts with the lifestyle. It starts with predispositions. Um, It starts with the vulnerability because of where a lot of us live or where vulnerable populations live. Zip codes determine so much. And so that was a really big core of my managed care background. And I began to think, goodness, is it just because of lack of access? Is it because of, of course, economics? That's We always know that's a big, huge portion of it. Is it transportation? Is it, you know, um, genetics, of course. Like so many things play into that. There's so many parts that enter into that. Um, The person being quote unquote healthy, what can we do to maximize wellness before we even talk about health? Like there's a two piece, it's a double-edged sword. So we talk about wellness being well-being, being well-rounded, preventative type things. What are you doing in your physical? What are you doing in your emotional state? What are you doing for your social wellness? You know, so it's all of these things that people take sometimes for granted to keep them whole, but sometimes for the lack of that, 
there it, it moves into the health of a person. So it starts to affect the health. So I always speak for wellness because I feel like a lot of, to me, African-Americans, we miss the wellness piece sometimes. And so it can move into the health disparities. So when you move into the health disparities, just to me, the left, the right side of the spectrum, um, we then have to look at all of those extraneous factors. Is it because of all those things I just mentioned? Money, economics, education, so forth and so on. So when something like COVID hit, it exposed all of those things, I believe. It just took the veil off where I think, you know, things have been missed over the years. Now we is front and center and the numbers didn't lie when it came to the two to three times the rate of mortality. Why? And so that's why it was because of people who had a lot of the pre-existing conditions that didn't survive because they had the diabetes, they had the hypertension, they had uh, obesity, asthma, a lot of the things that we are already kind of battling before COVID came. But again, putting COVID on top of that exposed all of those conditions. And it's because of the disparities, which made us more vulnerable. But in addition to that, our lifestyles, which was minus the wellness, so it goes back to the wellness, was, was missing. And I think it just showed all of that, the whole line of that. So it all works together. And um, for me, this magazine was important to change one person in the world. And you hear that all the time. Like if I just help one person uh, or even their children, you know, for me, it's my children at this point, <laughs> but instilling these principles now about the wellness and that leads into you staying healthy and then being on top of your health, then my job is, is done. Yeah, absolutely. Especially the new, uh, the new generation coming up, because, you know, even for me growing up with my parents, I mean, we didn't really talk about wellness, right? We were just living, just making ends meet, where now we have a better understanding being a healthcare professional, how important that is. So uh, really changing the trajectory of your life and the life of, you know, the people you're raising, like your children. With COVID-19, telehealth has been the forefront, right? Telehealth, everyone can, you know, have access to telehealth. And many people are saying that telehealth is really going to help improve (laughs) health disparities. Now, I have a lot of thoughts on that, but I would love to hear Mm -hmm. your take on telehealth and health disparities. Mm. Yeah, it's a great question, Wendy. And you have to think about, again, so many factors. None of this just happens overnight. But, you know, if it's going to be telehealth, yet economics plays into that because you have to have internet service. You have to have the hardware to have access to that. And so I believe because of the fact that you still have to have things in place to uh, be able to access the the telehealth itself. So uh, to a degree, it is helpful And to a degree, many people have cell phones in spite of all of that. So, you know, if it can be done via cell phone, I don't know. I haven't researched that. I'm sure there are certain apps or different ways they can access it. I've heard that certain operating systems are more telehealth friendly than others. Um, But yeah, at the end of the day, we still either have to have some sort of access. It all comes down to access. And I think that's why when you see these buses going into vulnerable communities or clinics who are mobile and going to serve like that to me is more effective than telehealth because you're right at point of care. Yeah, no, I believe access is the key to health disparities because even if you offer telehealth in your office doesn't mean like you said, you have the technology to use it or you have the technology, but don't know how to use it. Right. 
but you also need insurance, right? They're not <laughs> saying you can you know, see a doctor via telehealth for free without insurance. So I just think it starts, it's a foundational level and telehealth, I just don't think is the end all be all, even though people will really talk about it and make you believe that. So I'm going to leave that right there, but <laughs> I'm glad we agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. Now, I know this month you are launching the Color of Wellness Show podcast to complement the Color of Wellness magazine. Can you tell us a little bit about the podcast and what inspired you to start it? Yeah, it um, it, it just goes right hand in hand with the, with the print because, of course, now we have the magazine. It's in print. It's in digital form. And then there comes a point where people want, I feel like they want to hear from the, the minds behind the writing or the voices tied to the articles. So it just made sense from in my mind <laughs> to, uh, to create something where we can now talk about those things that we're writing about. And in hopes of, again, it's all about the reach. It's all about the end user. It's all about the patient. So if we can get audio out to those who may not have access to our print. No, that, so that's... that was really the, the inspiration is like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get further the reach for people who might not even know the magazine doesn't, that it exists. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you were doing great things. You were definitely a trailblazer um, in the profession of nursing. You're doing awesome things, changing so many lives. So I have a a, kind of a, a big question for you. So our profession is really transforming, you know, with COVID and everything else that's going on in the world. Where do you see our profession in three years and what do you think we can do to really prepare? Mm, that's a great question. Because I know there are, um, I saw you even had the link for what's coming, you know, 2030 and beyond. So I don't know what's projected. I didn't get to listen in, but personally, I just, I kind of mentioned it already. I believe it's all about point of care. So once we can really move and mobilize out into communities, I really believe that's where the change lies and where the population health lies is it really is a connectivity. Um, And what I mean by that is hospitals, churches, financial institutions, educational institutions, they really have to get to a place where we all are somewhat interconnected uh, for the sake of just all of our health. And from there, I believe, you know, we can kind of, I don't know if he's passed the baton or just have certain program communities should be connected from, you know, not just hospitals, but um, schools from banking institutions, because from there we can truly make change in, in health and wellness. But when we're all doing our own thing in silos, then that's why we're having such a hard time keeping the status of, um, of health. Now I know that wasn't what nurses will play a part of that. <laughs> Absolutely. This has been so great, Michelle. Before we wrap things up, where can people reach you if they want to connect with you after they listen to this episode? Yeah, they can find us at colorofwellness.co. And that's, of course, www.colorofwellness.co. Awesome. 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 All right, Michelle. So we usually do a rapid fire um, on this podcast and you just tell us the first thing that comes to your mind or finish the sentence. Is that okay? Can we do that? Okay. All right. Wellness means? Wholeness. I know I'm stressed when? I have a headache. (laughs) My go-to stress (laughs) management solution is? Deep breathing. The last time I had a belly laugh was? Today. Can you share with us a little more? (laughs) Yes. Stupid social media. They had a picture of the quote-unquote tooth fairy. 
and it was I don't know how they did it but a picture of a, a fairy with like literal teeth all over the body it was so funny to me <laughs> <laughs> laughter is a great thing it's good for your health um what's something that people get wrong about you <sighs> that I mean really <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is wrong. <laughs> um, what have you learned about yourself during this pandemic? Family is everything. Awesome. And the last question is, what are you grateful for today? My health. Well, thank you so much for your time, Michelle. We'll have to have you back sometime. <laughs> thank you for having me. This has been wonderful, Wendy. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. Between episodes, you can follow the Nurse Wellness Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Before you go, I would love to share a seven-day mindfulness ebook with you. Go to stressblueprint.com backslash 35 and download your free copy. Until next time, go out and be your best, do your best, and give your best. If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Hopeful Hints, hosted by Dr. Tara, guides and supports those on the often challenging and isolating journey of women's health concerns and infertility. There's a particularly powerful episode that you should check out called All Things Endometriosis, which dives deep into understanding the condition to help the many women who suffer from endometriosis and have no idea they have it, and healthcare providers who are uneducated about it, making the diagnosis process so difficult. Check out Hopeful Hints on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.